Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with Wynn Morgan. How are you, Wynn? I'm very well. Thank you, Kate. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay, Wynn. Good. Yeah. Good so, um, as we usually do, we never have topics planned out ahead of time, which I think is wonderful. I really love that. And sometimes I even find myself before it, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what, and then I just stop. Like, I almost don't even get through the, I wonder what we'll talk about question in my head because it just kind of seems to stop midway now more than it, you know, that it used to, mm-hmm. to see if there's some topic. But we always seem to find something that's kind of fresher, interesting, I think. And at least 70, if not 90% of the time is you. <laughs> well, because <laughs> I'm often bereft of ideas and I think I've got longer in the day to think about it. I'm five hours ahead of you. So you'd think if I get up, <laughs> I'd be the one who'd be able to have 70 to 90% of the ideas, but no, evidently not. It's you. Well, you know, I don't know what that says about me. If I'm just super busy with all these like, things that I wonder about or love to sit in questions. That might mean my my brain is busier than yours. It could mean that, or it could mean that I just don't have any ideas. But um, we could just give ourselves a hard time if you want to. <laughs> or just, like, get on Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I like it. I like that about us. Um, so today, per usual, something occurred to me. And you and I, because you said something about what haven't we Mm. talked about? Um, And I feel like with this topic, I brought up the topic of integrity. But I feel like at some point we had an episode where we talked about integrity. But I would love to chat about integrity as it relates to You know, some people would call it like an inner knowing, an inner voice, um, wisdom, you know, like whichever word we put to that space, when we kind of fall out of all of our thoughts and ideas about how things should be all of our stories about how we should be, other people should be right, wrong. When all of that falls away and there's a a clear knowing Mm. that we can then express out into our lives with other people in a way that we can line up with, that we know is for us, it's our integrity. 
And I don't think we've had a conversation about integrity as it relates to that kind of inner knowing or inner wisdom. I don't think. But that feels like kind of a fun thing to explore for us today. What do you think? Well, all I know is if we have talked about it, I don't remember talking about it. But that's more to do with my memory than anything. <laughs> then it is new. <laughs> well, yeah, or I've just got a really bad memory. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Maybe something new will show up around it. Well, yeah. I, I think if we talked about integrity or any one major human issue for six consecutive weeks, we'd see something fresh each time. Yeah, that's true. I think we could do that. So what made it pop up for you? Um, I started a new book. Um, it's a, a book by Byron Katie. I think it's like one of the original ones. It's not... I have these two books by Byron Katie that really like when I've stopped reading one, I'll pick up the other one. It's probably been maybe like six or seven times that I've read one and then like maybe four on the other. Um, and I just always seem to find a truth in it that I didn't see before I started it and, um, or something maybe deeper each time. But this is a new one, and uh, and she talks about integrity as it relates to the inner voice that directs us in the moment, mm. and that like as our stories fall away and we come into the present moment, come into reality, like what's really going on that if there's something to decide or a direction to go in or the choice to do nothing or, you know, like however it shows up in our experience, when we live from that place of integrity where we, like we follow that voice inside, it's not really a voice, you know? Mm. She calls it a resonance. Mm. Yeah, um, that our, whatever we say or do or not do, there's a clarity to it when it comes from that space. And it's so solid. Like even when someone requests something of us and it's a solid no, it's a clear no, but it comes from a, not from a lack of love or a lack of generosity, but that integrity, like following our wisdom, like what we can line up with genuinely as we follow our wisdom. Well, after that, I don't know what else there is to be said. <laughs> oh, when... I know that I haven't always followed that for a long time. And sometimes two hours ago or today or yesterday, you know, or tomorrow. There's this story of my okayness and it wraps around wanting to be liked, loved, 
approval, acceptance, to please. And I know that that story felt so real and sometimes still does that I didn't live from that place of integrity. Mm. I know that I can, I sense that and feel it and remember times when I didn't because that looked really real. Looking back, could you tell then in real time that this wasn't resonance, this was something else? Oh, you mean in the moment? Yeah. Sometimes, mm. sometimes, like there was this, like, this deeper, but it wasn't as loud as the story. So it's almost like my story of okayness would really kind of rule out that kind of, no, this isn't for you. Mm. Or sometimes it felt like, knowing that I didn't want to and doing it anyway. And I think, and I'm making this up right now, but I, I think that that's why sometimes trying to come up with like a new story or a better one doesn't always work because we can't see it till we see it. Like I couldn't see that at the time. Like I didn't have the words that I have to put to it like I am now. I really thought that my well-being and my okayness was dependent on people approving or liking or loving or accepting. I couldn't put words to that. It was how I got by when I was younger. Like wisdom met me when I was really young and it said, oh, hey, if you're the good girl, then, you know, you might not get, say, in trouble as much or um, judged as much. You might not feel as uncomfortable as just being you and seeing if people like it. Mm. Mm. you know like really kind of getting people's disapproval and being able to hang out in that space at the time I don't think I could have done that because I kind of created this reality for myself that my okayness depended on being liked and I couldn't see through that I was too young I think I didn't really have that so I think this is where our innocence shows up because until we can see how we're creating it and the things that we've picked up along the way, we just do what it you know occurs to us to do based on what looks real. Yeah. I don't know, did you hear anything in that? At least two things for me in what you shared. Let's see if I remember them both. Having said what I said about my memory just now. One is, I remember being younger 
and getting a sense that something was wrong and doing it anyway. Mm. Or another way of saying it, knowing the right path and rebelling. Yeah, I did okay at that. Not, not enough to get me into serious trouble, but enough to know what the heck was I doing? To be able to say that now, many decades later, it's like, what the heck was I up to? But at the same time, as I said, not in serious trouble. So at some point, I was able to pull myself back in spite of how angry I might have felt, how slighted I might have felt, how scared. I might have felt how insecure I might have felt. I still, at some point, pulled myself back from what might have been a, a, a decision with consequences. Consequences being beyond an extra slice of pizza, beyond saying something mean to somebody that they would eventually forgive because they eventually do. So I wanted to just share that, yeah, I remember hearing that resonance and then rebelling against it. And I I don't put it past me to do that again. I'm not, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm enlightened enough to say that I would never be tempted nor even actually follow through on rebelling against it in the future. Sorry, I'm, you know, <laughs> it might happen. And at the same time, to genuinely and gradually over time get just a little wiser to wise, wiser to that resonance. It's a really nice thing because I, I don't think I would be so compelled to rebel now than I was in the past. So that was the first thing that, that came up. And I have forgotten the second one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. It will come back. But I think that that's an example, what I just shared, of something that I was always afraid of saying, to be that open and vulnerable, as I just was then, to say, you know what, sometimes I, I mess up. Sometimes I do things that are really dumb. Sometimes I know they're dumb when I even do them. And yeah, sometimes I'm really forgetful. It's funny how that, to me, is another level of integrity that I've noticed that I would hide from sharing with people because I thought that they'd think less of me, which, going back to something that you said earlier, a few minutes ago, that that would be a problem. And I've noticed that the more I actually share about what's really going on for me, warts and all, people open up too. They in fact find it a relief. Just you too? Yeah. Wow. thought it was just me that was that way. And when someone says, oh, no, this is just humans doing human stuff all of a sudden there's another less hook there's one less hook to put ourselves up on and eventually we see that 
there are no hooks, which I know we have mentioned at some point in a previous episode. So I like the fact that a part of integrity is saying what's true now mm. to me, including my imperfections, including my getting things wrong or as innocent as they, they may be. I found that to be something as well, but <clears throat> it's pretty recent for me um, because it knocked up against my belief that somehow I needed to be perfect, right? And so when it knocks up against that, then somehow there's something on saying oh yeah, this is what I'm going through, or I'm really sorry, or um, yeah, I totally messed that up. And that seems to be, there seems to be less on it mm. now as I have kind of, I would say spent a little bit more time in that feeling when it shows up that, oh, I need to get it right feeling and that pressure. Like if I'm just willing to kind of be there and spend time and kind of look at where that's coming from and notice how it's just made up and not that I necessarily have to see anything on it or give myself a hard time or anything like that. It's just... I don't know, maybe it's just the more willing I am to be there and look at my story of okayness and the less there seems to be on when I need to verbalize something from that space, an apology or even listening. Mm. Like you and I have talked about in the past about not listening to fix and not listening to defend. Like if I can just be wrong and be there and listen, like, what does that feel like? Can I do that? And I just think the more willing I am, but I don't always see that. And I, and now I'm defensive. Yeah. I don't know. And that's maybe sometimes when my integrity from that space of knowing feels a little bit like, okay, now it's time to not talk. Just be here. Yeah. As you were sharing, what I was reminded of is how easy it is to follow that feeling compared to how much effort, I don't know if effort's the right word for it, but how much more there is to do mentally away from that space. Mm. And when you said that in the book that you mentioned by Byron Katie that she calls it resonance, if I remember from physics class a very long time ago, 35 odd years ago, 
resonance is the natural frequency within matter that mm-hmm. it has a natural frequency so our the, the example that i remember the teacher saying was on an old bus and buses were old back in back in the 80s compared to the way they are now that at a certain level of when the engine was idling the bus would shake because the uh, freq- the uh, yeah the frequency of the of the engine of the bus would be in the resonance frequency of the entire bus so the bus would shake even if it was going s- slower it wouldn't shake faster it wouldn't shake but at that specific frequency the bus would shake and bridges have had this there was a famous bridge in oregon i think that had a, a certain um i think back in the 30s there was a big a bridge that had just opened and it wasn't a particularly strong gale force wind or anything that but it was at the right frequency from the right direction that it made the matter of the bridge resonate and it, it collapsed because it went it flipped out literally flipped out so that whole thing i just find interesting that we as energy and matter in its little dance for this short period of time must have resonance too according to the laws of physics according to the that theory and whether it's a law but they call it a law and i just think it's really nice to be a part of that as opposed to separate from that Nice to remember that I'm a part of that as opposed to I can overcome that because I've got a brain. Well, yeah, well, my brain's made of matter with energy running through it too. Brain has resonance. And as you were saying before we started recording, integrity, I looked it up on my phone. (laughs) Technology is not always a bad thing. It's pretty cool of integrity according to of especially moral or artistic values incorruptibility to an impaired condition soundness three the quality or state of being complete or undivided completeness I think I've said that wrong but it's just an interesting way of looking at it the quality or state of being complete or undivided. I haven't read it like that before. I don't think I've heard it like that before. I love that. Yeah. Like undivided from who we really are. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. A few people I know talk about frequencies and living in a higher frequency and Mm -hmm. so forth. And I've often gone. "Mm." (laughs) Because that's so unlike you. (laughs) Well, to close off and yeah, (laughs) judge people and stuff. And what my own doctrine says, which maybe (laughs) I get that. Um, Do they get to see that look that you just made when? (laughs) 
Yeah, often, often I'd like to think that that luck only stays on the inside, but I know that it sometimes is visible too. And and yet, given what we're talking about regarding frequency, well, maybe there's something in it, you know. That's what I'm just reflecting back on. Mm. Who knows? So integrity, if that is resonance, lots of ifs in this, so bear with me. Integrity, if it is resonance, and that's the natural frequency of what we're made of, then that vibration must be attractive in a way that would be the same for other people made of the same stuff, the same consciousness, the same energy, the same chemical makeup, pretty much, 99.99%. It's an interesting notion I had not considered before, you know, which is one way of me making sense of some stuff that I've heard that I might have thought was a bit woo-woo mumbo-jumbo. Because I, you know, I, I like the feeling of knowing there's some substance to it if I don't feel it first. And I haven't felt that the whole frequency thing. That's just like, hmm? but this one, you know, I don't know. Before I ramble too much, Kate, <laughs> pull me back. <laughs> or oh, is that too late too? I mean, I don't have that same um, immediate response when people talk about frequency, only because if we're all energy, I assume we're, as well as everything else, vibrates at a certain frequency. Yeah. Which is interesting, actually, that you brought it up, because whenever I say or do something from that space of integrity like following my wisdom it feels very different mm. it feels very light yeah like it's not loaded down with a bunch of thought and attachment it feels really light, but also really solid. Like it's not wobbly. It's just like um, easy, almost like what people would say, like, oh, it's just thoughtless movement without attachment kind of thing. That's, it feels very different than when I'm acting from a place of, that need to be approved of or accepted or loved. Like when I throw things out there in an honest way, like we were talking about earlier, maybe things that aren't really perfect. Yeah, it feels really light and nice. Whereas anything that I put out from a space where I'm trying to kind of um, manipulate people into thinking a certain way about me. That's very heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And to a certain extent for the majority of my life felt necessary. 
but I'm starting to see through that a bit. You know, like one of our um, recent guests made a mention of how they appreciated how willing we are to speak honestly to things in a way that maybe we don't not necessarily look good, but yeah. it's very honest. And I really appreciated that because that hasn't always been the case for me. So that's pretty special. And that feels in line with that type of integrity. I think that's a really nice way of saying it. It feels in line as opposed to fighting or feels in line as opposed to buying what my head might make up. Because it's a really different feeling. One of um, one of our other guests said, go with a feeling. And for years I wondered, what on earth does that mean? <laughs> I think even when that person said it to me face to face once, I went, I have no idea what that means. Mm. And then they said, I think you do. So I shut up for about mm. 20 minutes and I went, I, I do. I do. Because it's the feeling that we've been pointing at for the last kind of half an hour or so. The one that is, that has ease in it. That is not an absence of thought, but it's not heavy. What do you see? Lightness, I think, was the, mm. was the word you used for it earlier. I was talking to a business owner earlier this afternoon in India. And he's noticing the difference between taking action based upon a perceived need and just because of wanting to do something. So we talked about that for about 40 minutes of our hour. And he noticed how much cleaner it is just oh i just want to do it not because i need to for a for an ulterior motive or i need to in order to all that kind of stuff and it's um it's a wonderful distinction you know to follow our inclinations as opposed to follow well for me follow my insecurity compared mm. to follow my inclinations it's a different life Thanks, Juan. Thanks, Kate. I think this was a different conversation about a topic that we might have discussed in the past. <laughs> and if there's anything that you'd like us to discuss, even if it's just to save us the 10 minutes that we often do, <laughs> I do. if you give us a topic that you'd like us to talk about, then please get in touch. Our details are wherever you found this podcast and in the outro coming up in a moment. And if you want to share feedback, also please get in touch. We always, always love to hear from, from you if you've got any thoughts, questions, or things that you'd like us to talk about, or if you'd like to come along as a guest. I do hope you've enjoyed listening today. Have a great week. And you've been listening to Under the Noise with Kate Roberts and me with Morgan.
and we'll speak to you again very soon. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.